Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Stephanie Romanski. Hold on. (laughs) And we only got like three inches. We had another little storm. It's like, it's going to be snowmageddon, and it wasn't going to quite be snowmageddon. And then when snowmageddon day arrived, there was nothing, nothing. It was like, is this it? And then it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what ours was. Okay. We got 11 inches? Yeah, something like that. It wasn't. They got more down south. Yeah. Yeah, we did. They got like 14 or 15. It's like, we didn't get that much, but it was was enough. Yeah, we didn't get that. We did have that deep freeze that made my car die. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't get your car started. (laughs) Mine are Shannon's. And then the next day, we went out when it was 30 degrees (laughs) instead of, you know, negative 30 (laughs) degrees. And uh, Shannon's car started right up, her old beat up Jeep. <laughs> my yeah, my car was, my was, electric car was completely dead. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think it was this first, this last cold snap or the cold snap before I went out one morning and my car was like, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Fine. we went. It's like, thank you. Well, we had. You got an EV stuff? What? You got an electric vehicle? No, no, no. My car just is full of electrics. And so oh. like, like the windows wouldn't work. Nothing would work. <laughs> my seat wouldn't move. My windows wouldn't come down. You know, that sort of thing. That's what yeah. I meant. <laughs> but I'm we had to YouTube how to, how to jump, <laughs> how to jump a 2013 Ford Escape. <laughs> and Shannon's like, goodbye, Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, let's get going. So welcome to the Atomic Way to Cheese, where real life's cult cinema. Cult cinema is frequently real life. I'm Mike. And Steph. Why didn't I go to the bathroom before we started this? Oh, you need to go to the bathroom? No, I'm okay. <laughs> We're probably going to talk for an it hour. because was, was a little, yeah. I got thoughts. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Okay. Cause, okay. I got a setup. You want to hear the setup? Here's okay. the setup. Okay. So uh, uh, when I watched the new uh, terrifying uh, horror movie Skinamarink, which okay. is now on Shutter and and made quite the splash in the festival circuit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to admit I didn't watch it in the most um, uh, optimal conditions. I was oh, watching okay. it on my iPad, but this is a true story that I bumped my iPad, the thing shut off, and I didn't realize it for five minutes because I thought it was the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk about Skinamarink and my, uh, to start with, and then we got a few other things we can touch on. I okay. think, uh, uh, uh step, the last of us, I yep, think. yep. Well, I think we can touch on some okay. of the last of us and we'll just kind of do a round robin free for all sort of thing. But I got thoughts and I want to start first off, Steph, did you get a chance to see Skinamarink? No, I don't have Shudder, I'm afraid. Do, do you have any, do you have any perceptions of it? Have you watched the trailer? Do you know anything about it? I know nothing. Well, nothing. Okay. I don't think it, it's not, it's like a movie you can't really spoil though. No. You really can't because plot. Uh... <laughs> the kid shuffles Lego Legos around for six minutes. Well, yeah, because I had like because I've been wanting to see it, and um, the only place you could see it was in Lincoln or Omaha, right? And it was like a conspiracy of scheduling. There was like one show a night, like at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> and so and I work nights, so yep. it's like I can't. I want to see this, but I can't. And then finally. I found one in Iowa, right across the border. So I had to go to Iowa to see this goddamn Oh, my movie. God. Okay. But oh, it was Midwest. worth it. It was worth it. Because I think someone um, I follow on Facebook who talked about it's a movie that you can't watch with a group of people. Because there's too much silence and you'll be propelled mm-hmm. to talk totally. in the middle of totally. it. And you won't get the full effect of whatever the hell that guy was trying to do. And so I went and saw it in a sparsely populated theater in the dark 
and it was big, and it was one of these things. I don't know if you noticed it since you're watching. You watched it on a yeah, I watched it on a smaller. Okay, screen. that's fine. No, that's fine because when you're sitting there you're watching it so big, the thing that really was kind of screwing with my head is like all that distortion that was going on. Yeah, totally. It started to me. It started forming patterns, and like I was like scanning edges trying to see if anything was going on, but no, it was like it's like when you look look at wood paneling and you kind of see a face. And yeah, you kind of see this. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know if that's just my brain or if that's what this guy was trying to do. Cause I said, it was like freaking me the fuck out. Cause like, huh. cause it kept happening. Like it would change, like a change scene. And then the, the patterns would kind of change or whatever, the distortion. And it's like, see, this that, is making me, this is making me bananas. That, that was not my experience at all. Cause I, I was able to watch it uh, most of the way through without having to stop and do something. And then okay. I went and did something, came back like an hour later and finished it up. And the, it was greatly diminished. Uh, it, so I, I want to back up just a second. Okay. So Steph, so the basic gist of Skinnamarink is two kids whose faces you never really see uh, wake up in their childhood house. All the windows and doors are gone, although you have to take their word for it. Yep. And the whole thing is just kind of long shots of the house with sometimes the kids doing stuff, sometimes not. Stuff Sometimes scared, disappears. Yeah, in kind of cartoony ways. And they're watching cartoons. And is the cartoon tied into this they big sort of, narrative or they not? They sort of build a fort. Yeah. You know, uh, which gets into, I think, what the meaning of the movie. But we'll get into that okay. in a little bit too. And, and, yeah. and then it kind of goes Lynchian in the third act. Kind of, It kind of gets more surreal in the third act once the boy goes upstairs. Okay. You, and, know, what I, you know what I remind and, me of? So, so just, to, just to put a button on it, it's, it's basically a movie that in the and this is the thing that drove me nuts about it is in the text like nothing happens right right it's like so what is this movie about it's really not about anything there's nothing that happens and i read a thing <laughs> on a movie website that yeah. said it's a story about two kids being harassed by a demon who is doing and like you're bringing that yeah to that because yeah. the text is nothing yeah right well, there it's just a series of images it's, it's like really I, all it is at the end of after the i went and saw it you asked me you know and i was like i don't know yeah. I don't know what I just watched. I yeah. really don't know. I could tell you what happened. Yeah. But what's it about? Couldn't tell you. You know, I was still processing it. And that was several days later. Yeah. And there are really only two jump scares in the whole thing. See, now those made me mad because those are like those those flash videos where you say, watch this rocking chair. And right. The that's big exactly face, what yeah, but, And it's like, and it completely takes you out of the movie. The whole movie is basically that. Well, you know, yeah, you know, but there, that was just like certain, certain, I don't know, strategic points where there's a big jump noise scare and it's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that. And, but I'm sure some exec somewhere said, you need, you need some jump scare. And it's like, all right, fine. Or maybe he left him in there himself. I don't know. But yeah. either way, the, the, um, Mike but did. yeah, the the thing that I kept thinking of is just, um, who was the guy? Was it the Bunel? Bunel, the French guy? Yeah. You know, where the, all the subliminal cut shits that's going on, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. poking your finger in your eye and sticking your finger or thumb up your nose, that kind of stuff. And because it's, you're now, you can't really, focus on anything because it's like i said everything just keeps shifting and you know after a while the sister kind of disappears and then his parents are there and then they're not there yep and all the time and then suddenly all very close so you're <laughs> leaning in to try to get any sort of meaning out of this I know, thing. Like, like i said i was like keeping an eye on because i was like in the optimal spot in the theater where you kind of see the whole screen yeah yeah and i was kind of like watching the corners to see if we're supposed to be seeing i really see it but again the distortion was yeah, and then screwed in my head so much, and um, yeah, and it's like I said, it's just some YouTube guy. Yeah, who did uh, his channel was like on um, 
dream interpretation, nightmare mm-hmm. interpretation. Yeah, yeah. And then he sort of crowdfound, crowdfunded this or something, this this feature. He did like a proof of concept. Yeah. Ten minutes, like a, like a lot of guys do, was that um, lights out and all that stuff has kind of come from the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. And it sort of blew up. Yep. And it's and, I, and here's my problem with it. Okay. My problem is not with the thing itself. Okay. Because the thing itself is an art project that kind of doubles as a dread machine, right? That, sure. That's kind of the thing. Is It's basically a, a giant analog art film that is supposed to make you uneasy and did. It made yeah. me super uneasy and I'm glad I'm, I saw it. And if people were just like, oh, that's what it is, that would be fine. But it's the reaction to it that's got me yeah. kind of mad because people are drawing all sorts of big things. You can go to, it's like, here's Skinner Rink Explained. I'm like, fuck you, it's an art piece. There is no explanation to <laughs> it. There is yeah. no, no, there's nothing that you can draw from that movie that doesn't come from inside your brain. Yeah, I think uh, it says you can, you can read things into it because I certainly read some sure, things into sure. it. But again, that was after stewing on it for three or four days because like I got telling everybody, which, which, I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, a little bit like that Phil Tippett movie. Oh, Mad God. Mad God. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you judge this? I, I don't know. Yeah, and... I can't judge Mad God other than to say I had a real bad time watching okay, it. I did yeah, not have and... a real bad time watching uh, Skinner. Like you said, on a, on a technical level, it's interesting. It's fascinating. And like I said, it just kind of makes your brain work a little bit. And then again, I think my brain was working a little too hard because, again, I think it was just distortion and there's not mm-hmm. supposed to be, oh, look, a giraffe, you know, that kind of shit. But, and it wasn't a giraffe. It was like, just weird shit and like my brain has a thing i see patterns and everything yeah. well that, and um, that's all well and good and at the same time like 70 percent of the movie is just long shots of carpet you know what i mean <laughs> they're they're, they're yeah. long shots of just nothing happening. yeah okay. and i hate to be negative about it because at the well, end i'm glad it exists and i did enjoy it yeah but. i think what i got out of it is you know, and again, it's my interpretation, and these are my opinions. Yeah, yeah. It might not be the director's intention or anything, but I saw the whole thing as like it's a commentary on child abuse hmm. and surviving child abuse, and just just general fear or just even fear of the dark. Yeah, you know? I could see that because um, I remember when I was a kid in our our, our unfinished basement, our bathroom light always burned out, and you'd go in there and it'd be pitch black, and you had to do your business, but the door was open. And you can see, but then as I've already established with the Planet of the Apes fiasco, that my brothers are yeah. fucking assholes. <laughs> they would always shut the door, <laughs> and you'd be stuck in there in the pitch in the pitch dark with your pants down, and it's like ah, and then you got to try to find your way out. Yeah, it happened to me once at college. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, because it just seemed to me like in watching this, it's like okay, the kid is in, is in. He keeps like all his toys and stuff. He's like building a fort, trying to protect himself. Hmm. from something and some people say it's a demon and it's mm-hmm. like no yeah. i think it's a dad because mom says look away you know, and the then mom, she disappears and the, and the, mom, yeah. the mom disappears so the mom's yeah. not going to stop it the sister sides with the parents and she disappears so this kid is suddenly all alone yeah and as you see the toys keep breaking down uh, and it, it, and you know and at the end the end is like really weird where he's like because like there's, I thought there's the a, ending was one of the most the, effective parts. There's that face that yeah. you're seeing there. Yeah. And, and for a second, I thought the kid was the face talking to somebody. And it's like, no, that was something else. Yeah. That the kid was like, what you, who are you? What's your and name? And he never answered. And he never yeah. answered. And yeah. to me, it's like, I think that's the dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that, like I said, this is, that's my take on it. Yeah. And, um, cause yeah, cause it just gets really weird. Let, yeah. let me throw one other thing because like see, there's that one there's like this one snippet of conversation around the phone it's like oh he fell down the steps again 
Oh yeah, put air quotes after on that. he was supposed to stab himself in the eye and that. Whole yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, there's some there's some weird shit going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, God! I forgot about him stabbing himself. Oh Jesus! Well, you don't see anything. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, he does get a hold of somebody and he calls nine one one. But then the conversation turns. And, yeah, and yeah. it just gets really fucking weird. Yeah, it was very weird. The thing that made me theorize that maybe there wasn't as much going on as maybe you've put into it okay. was the idea that there was one part before it kind of changes over into the Lynchian part where they're on the ceiling and the toys keep breaking down and all the things. It says 292 days or whatever the number mm-hmm. was. The number doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. There's, yeah. there's nothing to it. I mean, yeah. it, there are all sorts of explanations and there's nothing. They just flashed a number up on the screen. I'm like, okay, so are, are, maybe there is something deep in there, but again, for a movie, which is what this is, I don't want to go research. You know, if it's the number of days that childhood lasts, I you need to convey that to me. <laughs> well, I know lately we've talked about it's like some um, horror films and mystery films. It's like when they're over, it's like you got to go consult the Wikipedia page to yeah, kind of decipher yeah. something. And this is one of those. And, if no, you want to fall down that rabbit I just like absolutely refuse to because it's one of these things. Um, it's a think piece at the end of the day. Totally, it's like totally. you, you bring whatever you bring your own baggage. And again, that's kind of what I, I guess what I got out of it. And I kind of miss that kind of challenging. And I'm not saying this is the greatest thing ever, but it's a challenge. No, I'm totally, what what the hell did I just watch? I'm totally glad. I saw Uh, it. I'm totally glad glad it exists. I'm glad it's getting attention. Yeah. I just hate the conversation. This is what I think it's about, (laughs) but is it? I don't know. And And I'm not going to, call anyone an idiot who doesn't agree with me right right and um for yeah. example i know people who in my life who this movie would be the worst thing they've ever seen oh i know, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh yeah i've yeah. i've i've seen like complete opposite reactions to it and it's like or people who even refuse to see it just based on what people are saying yeah and it's like it's just like an hour and a half of nothing really happening really and and just just again just bizarre nonsensical my kid absolutely loved it Okay. Uh, yeah, my older kid went and saw it and was just over the moon. Did she it. say people were leaving? Yeah, said people left during okay. the thing, and she said she'd never been so scared in a theater in her, I in her life. Think, because again, there's probably maybe ten people when I saw it, and I think maybe two people left. Yeah, and it was about halfway through, and I think they just gave up and they got out and left. And it's one of the things can't blame them. Yeah, really can't. And. um and again, it's like, is it being pretentious? I don't know. <laughs> we so, had but, that conversation a couple of right, podcasts ago. Right, right, oh, right, oh, and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, I saw it. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. And uh, and at the end of the day, I'm like, how is this different from Eraserhead? Other than, you know, uh, um, you know, imagery. I'm, I'm just thinking about narrative and what it's trying to say and all the rest of it. Yeah. You know, not uh, my point is not that different. <laughs> yeah, well. I just I don't think the ambitions were as great as like Eraserhead or whatever in, in the in the film itself. I just think it's just a natural, just probing like just general just fears of the dark and yeah, um, or just that perspective of a kid who can't quite fathom what's happening or no sense of time really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and then watching cartoons. So I, okay, I want to bring up one one more thing okay. about the movie with, with sure. you, and then then stuff we'll get to other we'll, we'll get to other stuff. That's fine. Because, um, do you think the cartoons meant anything? 
because there's a big note at the beginning saying these are all public uh, cartoons in the public um, uh, sphere that, I, that we could use. I don't and, think it was any more than that. It's just what they could use and not have to pay a... There's a whole line online that you can read about how the how the cartoons were mirroring what was happening to the kids. Okay. And it's like, I, I'm not sure about that either. I think it was just supposed to be the analog glow of the TV and all that. But then again, yeah. it's up to interpretation. Yeah. It's an art film, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there's something. I remember, wasn't there like one with a spider? Well, there's the one, the one, the only one I saw any connection to was when the voice was trying to get him to go upstairs and the kids are floating, the cartoons are okay. floating up okay. and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. But yeah, because it's just like, it's like the longest running freaking VHS tape <laughs> of ever. <laughs> That ran for three hundred and some odd days, or you know, yeah, or, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like I said, yeah, it's just these old uh, uh, pre Bugs Bunny Warner cartoons. Mm -hmm. like, I think it was Bosco. I think was one of the yeah, it was, it looked yep. it was the old, 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 old stuff. And uh, and again, they're just as nonsensical as the as what's happening, yeah. you know, in the living room. Let Let me ask you a question, Titus and Steph. Have you seen the YouTube thing, The Back Rooms? No, I've never heard no. of it. Okay, same sort of Elaborate. Uh, it's it's a similar kind of YouTube project. The basic gist is there is a glitch in reality, and this guy fall and the it's a POV, a first person POV thing, falls into this giant maze of just basically empty office space. So you you're nothing but carpet on the floor and pillars every so hundred every couple hundred feet and uh, um, fluorescent lighting on top and and basically exploring this nothing space and it just keeps going going and then of course there are creatures in it that chase him and all sorts of stuff but it this because is of course there is. yeah this is going to be a movie coming up here in the next year or two okay and uh i recommend those as kind of the same thing in that it is somebody playing around with uh with tr a tropes and b just trying to make stuff right yeah. which i admire and doing not quite a, as dark and you can barely see what's going on. Oh, no, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's brightly lit, which is fun too, but it's also similarly, um, there's no explanation to anything, right? Yeah. There's no, just nothing happening. They don't, don't take pains to explain it. There's no, no hints, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of preferred that, but then again, Skinamarinka, if you're, you're going in the YouTube space, but Skinamarinka. That was another cool. reason why I kind of went into that. And, and think of like an end of the child abuse angle. Yeah. Because when I heard the title Skinamarinka, like that's the old song. It's like Skinamarinky do, 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 I, I love you. you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's it's what like, it's from. Yeah. It's like, that seems a little nonsensical. And it's like, well, maybe that's into it too. But then and... maybe it's just the director being a putz. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, fascinating yeah. stuff. It's Canadian. It's, it's the same. Canadian. It's the same people it's who Canadian. gave us things, for God's sakes. Put that Up here is Peter Gillis. <laughs> Put that in your eye, eh? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Up, oh, geez. Yeah, have you ever seen things? I think about it. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Is this is the this idiots the in the cabin with the with the monster coming out of the toilet? No, I'm thinking of something different. Okay. It wasn't, wasn't the Canadian the the people who did uh, pieces, and uh, also the people who like the same people who did. Uh, I think pieces like some Italian thing. Is that Italian? Okay, yeah. I was thinking something different. No, well, yeah, well, like uh, my bloody Valentine and all the like uh, a lot okay. of the early slashers were all. Yep, yep. Or maybe a Canadian tax shelter thing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the American distributor. the person. So, yeah, because basically my bloody Valentine was made with money they skimmed off happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Anyway, that's a joke. Happy so, birthday to me, the greatest VHS cover of all time. So, anyway, would you recommend people watch Skinner? If you go in knowing what it is, and what it is, is 
an art film that you need to bring your own thing to and don't hop online afterwards and and be definitive about what it's about because it is a dread machine and that's good it's like it as a dread machine was very good right yeah i sorry no no okay yeah Yeah. uh, i i would recommend seeing it but it's already too late i would recommend again seeing it in the theater big in the dark that was my issue with, with no real distraction and also, I still I recommend if you're going to watch it, watch it by yourself. Yeah, don't do it in a group because, yep. like I said, there's too much. So, because that was another thing the guy who was talking about don't watch it in a group because you want to talk because there's yeah, long stretches, there's long stretches, of silence. and and it's like toward the end of it, he said he was getting really weirdly paternal toward the kids, huh? Because he wanted to to protect them, you know, and so so the movie affected him that way. Interesting. And so, again, so he's like, he's reading something completely different into it yep. than what I did. Because I was like, the exact opposite. It's like, the parents are the problem. <laughs> you know? But, again, that's just what I think. And, again, I like movies like that that aren't spoon-fed you. Yeah. Like, lump of yogurt, you know, <laughs> to, you know, and... And yeah, and it's like I almost kind of like like these shitty movies too sometimes because it leaves you like try to piece together what the hell they were trying to do than just you know other things that are just in this mindless yeah. pablum, I guess totally. I don't know what totally that boy that's boy boy figure out when I drink my root beer now yeah and so but anyway so yeah I I think I again I think I enjoyed it yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, again I don't think I ever want to watch it again but definitely it was happy an, it exists and it was an experience time. and that's that's about the best way I can describe it it's worth driving to Iowa uh, I think so <laughs> yeah, good definitely deal. good deal. And and I also bought a bunch of comics while I was there. So yeah, there you but, go. <laughs> I know, and I love that theater. It's where we saw um, Secret Life of Pets. Oh yeah, that during, big theater uh, during yeah. the Ocon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah and, um, so I gotta remember that's there because there's like 20 theaters there, and there's like a bunch of older stuff there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I had the time, it's like, ooh, I want to see that, and I want to see that too. But it's like it was like a whirlwind. I had to get out of there. But I tried real hard to uh, make it down to the draft house for the uh, Galaxy Quest movie party and wasn't able to. But, oh, uh, well, I'm so going to see uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, on Wednesday. You want to uh, go? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, let's see if I can swing that. Okay, I'll, I think uh, it's, it's like at seven o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, maybe. I think we'll just, I'll check the row because I think there was one seat left where okay. we're at. All right. So I will, let me I'll, let me check. We'll talk will, at the end and of the podcast. Will, and again, I will point you to wherever where, where we're sitting. And if you want to. Come on, buddy. Let's go see the good band. Fantastic broadcasting. <laughs> cool. All I'm right. going to be freaking out through the whole thing. It's like, I love that movie! <laughs> but, um, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it under control a little bit. Speaking of freaking out, uh, 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 people have been freaking out over The Last of Us. Boom! That was a transition! <laughs> yeah! Okay, because I hate to say this. I'm gonna have to bow out. I haven't seen any of it. You haven't seen any of it. It's it's one of those ones that I'm kind of kind of wait till it's where I can like watch it all or something. I don't okay. know. Or I, the hype's too big. I'm just kind of st- kind of stepping back, I, and I'll get to it. <laughs> I am I am three episodes in, and I think the hype is is relatively justified. Okay. What, uh, Steph, have you played the game? No, because it's only on PlayStation, and I refuse yeah. to buy yet another console. <laughs> yeah. Totally. To play it, it will be coming to Steam. So you can play it on a computer at the end of March. So I might do that. Cool. So what uh, you are all caught up on the series as so far, correct? Yeah, I've watched all five episodes that are out. And what are your impressions? I really like it. I really, <laughs> really like it. It's so dystopian, and it just reminds me of video games I've played, like Fallout. You know, where 
uh, everything is covered in vines and, and you yeah. know, and this is one of those things I knew I was going to love right from the beginning because yeah. the opening scene is really good. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I was just going to say for someone who is ignorant of everything, what's the, what's the, what's the gist? What's, what's it about? What's happened? Okay. So it's a, a zombie, uh, zombie mushrooms. Take, take <laughs> us all down. <laughs> that that's basically the first scene in the in the show fungus is is a uh 1960s um dick cavadesque talk show mm -hmm. where they're talking to a scientist and the scientist is like yeah viruses are bad ever seen mushrooms and that was like the the whole the whole basic gist he gives this fantastic speech about how uh uh if there's a virus we could we create some sort of way to battle it and we win but what if this thing happened and uh, the the kicker from the first from the first uh uh, scene in the show is uh, there's another scientist. He's like, that's never going to happen. Mushrooms don't work in a climate like that. And he goes, yes. What if the world got warmer? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck you, movie. Uh, and then the, Cut to the, 2003. And, and the mushrooms take us down. Yeah. Is this like like the fungus like with the ants? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. you nailed it. Okay. Okay. So, so we, we meet Pedro Pascal. I've seen, uh, I'm sorry, nature footage of that. And that's terrifying yeah that that's basically the gist okay. of what's what's going on okay. uh and they do a real good they have a real the first episode is about 90 minutes and they spend about the first hour on uh the everything going down and it's great it's a fantastic hour of television it's done by the people who did chernobyl stuff did you did you watch that Ooh. no Oh, no, that's that, really that good. seemed too it, bleak for me. That'll ruin your day. It is. Oh yeah, that is a completely ruinous yeah. of uh, uh, that. That that will make you significantly unhappier, but you will, <laughs> <laughs> but in like the best possible way. Yeah. But uh, it's a real great society breaks down. Uh, you get Pedro Pascal and his kid. Um, I don't want to spoil things, but when we pick up with Pedro Pascal forget, later, he's a tortured soul yeah. who uh, has deep regrets about his his time and efforts. And then it's just basically him trying to shepherd uh, a kid who may or may not be immune from the fungus uh, to uh, to a different place. And that's that's the basics of it. Am I missing anything big, Steph? No, it's basically like the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal goes on an escort mission. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for a magic child. <laughs> yeah, I saw the thing that said uh, uh, by 2027, 40% uh, of all shows will be Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Cute child, spe cute special child through the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which I'll take because yeah. dang if that guy isn't a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's was. great. Yeah. But uh, um, it's getting a, a lot of praise and I think rightfully so. And then in the third episode, and I'm how many episodes are out now, Steph? Five? Five. Five. Uh, so don't spoil three or four or five for me. But the thing that's neat is you've got zombie stuff, zombie stuff, plot, plot, plot. And then episode three is kind of this weird kind of divergent post-apocalyptic gay love story with Ron Swanson. And it's great. It's mm -hmm. great. <laughs> it's amazing. And you don't you, you don't mind that you're not back with Pedro and and and, and the little girl and Bella yeah. Ramsey. But um, are they in it at all or is it just this self-contained thing? They're in. Ellie is not in it, but um, Joel is. Mm -hmm. um, briefly, that's right. He shows up at that. Yeah, they have like a tea party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. long story. But it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Chad. You you've got to see it. Yeah, I, mean, I I it's every intention get there. It's finding the time. Yeah. And, exactly uh, yeah that was for yeah. me too but i realized we were recording today so i started it last night and finished yep. it this morning 
Yeah. All right. So here's my question to you, Steph. Best video game adaptation ever? I don't know, not having played the video game. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. You know? But, but, <laughs> but it could be. I've heard nothing but good things about the video game. I'd heard of the video game before this TV show even came to fruition. But um, again, because it's on a different console, I have never played it. But I would say yes, because it had me riveted and now I want to play the video game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. My, uh, again, I go back to my older kid saw the show and is playing the video game and basically said, yeah, follows it pretty close, but it's not a fun game to play. <laughs> oh. I should get a well, PlayStation. Yeah, it's not necessarily a real fun show to watch either, you know, but it's, no. it's great. It's great. It's great. But that the, the action moves along, you know, there are slow parts, you know, where they're, traveling or what have you but something always happens to to grab your attention and yeah it's, it's i don't know i really loved it the the thing that i'm really digging on is the uh especially in the first couple episodes they do world building in like really subtle ways but mm -hmm. it's great like mm -hmm. my favorite one is that uh they've got a little enclave set up and it's got a bureaucracy and everything is done on completely shredded and worn out paper because no one's manufacturing paper anymore and you got to reuse it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so, so every piece of paper is a crumpled, uh, terrible mess, but they still use it because it's all they got. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's good. You know, the funny thing is, is um, this is just about a, a, like a throwaway scene, B roll scene in the, in the second episode, I think. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Oh, if I say this, am I going to be spoiling it? Because I can't. Because I watched all five, That's so I don't okay. remember which. That's is right. It. I'll get there. I'll get yep. there. But you know, they're in Boston. Yes. And that's all well and good, but when they get outside Boston, <laughs> it really looks like Vancouver. Because <laughs> 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 it says ten miles outside of Boston, and there are no mountains ten miles outside of Boston. <laughs> like, like there are the show, so I had a good laugh about that. <laughs> that's pretty good. The the other like good... the giant canyon in Iowa. But... Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where the other good part that I thought came out of uh, this first off, the Last of Us, I, I heartily recommend it just because it's one of those movies or one of those shows that's crafted really well, and it's just like you can tell a lot of thought and effort and painstaking, you know, uh, thought went into this. But Saturday Saturday Night Live did a bit where. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they Pedro Pascal is sitting at a bar and a woman comes up and slaps a coin on the counter and goes, I need you to help me move a transport. They say you're the best. What's your name? He goes, it's me, Mario. Mario. And they, they do the hard, hard hitting. Dystopian uh, Mario. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah. It's great. But they did that, but it was, it was like dark and thumping. So it's like, boom, boom. Yeah. You got to look that up. You got to look that up, Chad, because it okay. is I love amazing. And that is like pretty high value for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. They spent some money on that. <laughs> It's and a me, Mario. <laughs> Let's -a go. Doing the quotes. They picked the wrong game to do this to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. I caught up. I got there. Yeah, yeah. I got there. And slow. then Luigi shows up. Yeah, I still like him better than Chris Pratt, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the hell out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. They're redoing Mario's Brothers? 
Oh yeah, they're doing a a cartoon, like a oh. big old fat cartoon. And here's the thing that's okay. Right, I'm off on a tangent. That's okay. The thing that's Tangents great about that is you've actually got some pretty great voice casting. You've got Jack Black as Bowser, and he's <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Uh, because he's got like the the kind of low grumble, and you've got um uh some some other folks doing. It. And then you got Chris Pratt as Mario. And there's this as video, the Lego guy. Yeah. And you got this video of Chris Pratt when they announced it. He went on TikTok or some such, and said. Uh, uh, it's me, Mario. No, don't wait. That's not the voice. And then they stop it and go, "Yes, it effing was." <laughs> Basically, it's just Chris Pratt talking and adding an A on every fourth word. And oh god, <laughs> yeah, it was it was no good. Anyway, was still terrible. He's talking like Chico Marx. Yeah, it's a me. It's me. Yeah. Uh, there ain't no sanity clause. I believe uh, Charlie Day is either Luigi or Toad. I don't remember which one. But, or both. <laughs> yeah, or both. I don't care at that point. Man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. He should be Princess Peach. <laughs> That's who he's got to escort. <laughs> Princess Peach. <laughs> cool. Any, any, Bowser uh, got her again. Any, uh, any last thoughts on Last of Us? Anything you're hoping to, to see, not see, anything like that? Because it's, what, 10 episodes? Oh, is it? Oh, good. <laughs> eight or ten, something yeah, like that. I, yeah, it's a, everything's usually eight or ten now. Yeah, so. and they've renewed it for season two. Oh, goody, goody. Right. Um, no, I just, I just want more of the, the dystopianness of it because I just eat that shit up. Yeah, apparently there is a scene coming up at the end if they follow the game that is going to break everybody's hearts, and I have perfect, purposely not figured out what that is. So if someone's listening who knows, they're screaming at their. Uh, pod player right now and that's all well and good yeah i just don't know keep it to yourself (laughs) i don't want to know cool all right so so So, this reminds me when i saw death of the nile about this time last year in the theater yeah i'd read the book i saw the old peter used nothing but i couldn't remember any yeah yeah but it was as we were getting to the conclusion suddenly my brain goes oh this is what happened i was like shut up internally he's like shut up shut up shut up and it got so bad and finally i says would you shut up in the middle of the theater to myself and it's like sorry folks none of this was directed at you this is just me and my brain having a conversation out loud so, i could explain this to you but i can't explain this it'll to take you. an hour besides the movie the movie's almost done and so eventually the voices like overran whatever is mission control up there and i was spoiled it's like oh yeah it's like oh god damn it and so that's pretty stupid good stupid brain so, <laughs> yeah that's how my brain works 60 voices <laughs> shut up did, did you watch glass onion i did did you watch I, that either stuff yes i did okay we can talk about glass onion for two minutes because <laughs> that was i think that warranted a little bit of conversation okay it was kind of a sledgehammer to the face wasn't it (laughs) i was kind of mad at it until the twist was revealed and Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay i'll roll with this thing yeah and um the cast was great cast was great Mm -hmm. um nothing i'm still chewing on the ending a little bit but i guess that makes sense because that's what's most important to him yeah yeah and so yeah no, that, nothing okay that works nothing would make me happier if 
than if uh, Daniel Craig were able to transcend James Bond as the goofiest character actor who ever lived because that's what he seems to be running toward and I'm like dude do it be a you know dress and drag and do hairspray I don't fucking care oh, at this point dude just get weird with yeah, it yeah Logan Lucky is one of the funniest things I've seen in the he's last so five years good at Logan Lucky. everybody's great in that and he's hysterical he's hysterical if he wants to transcend James Bond and just be the goofiest MFer in the room, do it. Okay. Do it. <laughs> That's another thing I want to see. I want to see that new Cash Alliance thing. But again, I'm not subscribing yeah. to another station. Was it uh, Peacock. It's on, it's on Peacock? Peacock. Peacock. And so I, I paid set six bucks for a month of Fernly. F-R-D-N-F-R-N-D-L-Y so that we could watch Fenguli do Killer Clowns from Outer Space last oh, night. And wow. it was great. Okay. It was oh, worth perfect. the six bucks. And perfect. then I canceled it. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the history channel. That's kind of what I usually do. It's like it's just like a month on certain channels. And that's totally it. worth the six bucks. Get anyway. the get the free week and then pay for the month and out. Yeah, I've seen yeah. what I wanted to see. See, yeah. I forget to cancel. And then I, three months later, I've paid $28 and I'm like, wait a minute. Damn it. Again. Yeah. I found some channel and it's like just full of like Scandinavian shows and just loved it. And I watched like all four seasons of The Bridge and mm. a couple other things. It's like shows that sort of got adapted over here, but sort of failed miserably. And I can see why, because those are really good. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah. Well, it's kind of like I'm currently I'm still paying for Paramount Plus, and I'll get to that in my uh, <laughs> recommendations. But Picard's coming back, and it's like God, I hate myself. <laughs> Why am I still paying to watch a show that's yeah. just gonna hurt me? <laughs> and I'm gonna do it. It'll be fine. And <sighs> the thing right. is, okay, like circling back to Glass Onion. Yes, like two seconds. I the mystery was like okay. That works, you know, yeah. like how, you know, or how when they explain it, you know, Batista knew it was him. Yep. And everything. But then it's like, how come Benoit Blank didn't figure that out? Was he focusing on something else, you know? Yeah. The funniest part of the movie is when he solves the murder, like, yeah, in two, in two the seconds. stage murder, that like, was... in two seconds, and the arrow still shoots. <laughs> My The thing I love about that, and that I kept loving about that, was, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. Is in Fight Club and The Incredible Hulk and uh, oh, uh, Ed Norton. Uh, Ed Nor Ed Nor thank you, thank you. Ed Norton kept dropping the guy. Yeah, he keeps dropping names. Where it's like, hey, I paid Jillian Flynn two million dollars to write that, and just kept mis <laughs> he kept like mispronouncing shit all the time. You know? Yeah, that and you find out that that's like a clue later. It's like, ah, yeah, okay, that was very good. I I enjoyed it a whole bunch. I thought it was a blast. Mm -hmm. If nothing else get the ensemble movie back you know get a bunch of yeah. fan you know because marvel is the only ones that are allowed to do that anymore right. which is bullshit just get a bunch of people together and let them let them do their thing That's i know great. well is this is like one of my beefs is i spend a lot of time online going through i subscribe to newspapers.com it's like okay. some of the best money i ever spent because i like looking like at old movie ads mm -hmm. and it just baffles my brain like like back in 1982 like on a weekend, you would have 30 to 40 movies to choose from Man. to go see. And now you're lucky to get two, like newer ones. And because it's just things have changed and half the shit's going to streaming. You yep. Know? Yep. And it's like, it's no wonder theaters are dying. Mm -hmm. And what do you think of AMC upcharging? Oh, oh. 
if they Here's wanted the me to stay home, that's what they should do. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, how about this? Okay, I'll pay your extra $2 as long as you limit it to two fucking trailers and no pre-show and yeah. get the goddamn movie started in a timely fashion because I got somewhere else to go. So, But Nicole Kidman has to tell you about oh, how heartbreak feels good in a place like that, this. That idiot in the Marcus ones, too. It's like, oh, I'm Derpy Derp. I'm Derpy Derp. I like, I like movies. Do you like movies? I do like movies. Okay, and then it's on with the show. Like, Thanks, buddy. No, I don't want any popcorn. Get off the screen. I want to see the movie. Well, I read something that reminded me of that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share this because, <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm on Facebook. Technical difficulties. No, the um, our your friend of mine, Melissa Creature from, from uh, oh, yeah, B-Fest, yeah, yeah. shared a, a thing from uh, it was on Twitter. Did you read this thing about the trust thermocline? I saw it. I haven't read it yet. It's I, I, fascinating. Yeah. Let's see if I can summarize it and not okay. butcher it too bad. The basic gist is, and this is a company idea, but the thermocline is basically the layers of temperature underneath water, right? Okay. And it summarizes and then the other one falls. Right. That's, exactly. Right? That's how it works. Right. And that basically the gist is companies will make a change and then people keep buying it. So they figure, oh, that's great. Everything went fine. And then they'll make another change and people keep buying it. Now, and it's fine when really what's happening is the thermocline is getting closer and closer and closer. And then when they finally make the change that like Steph was talking about, that's one bridge too far. People are like, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. And then the, the whole thing changes just collapses. And, and it collapses. Yeah. And the, the idea is that people are then, Oh, well, I'll just go back and change those things. Like, well, that's not how it works. You can't keep yeah. taking things away from people that they like about your service and expect that continual loyalty. Even if it looks on paper, like that loyalty is there because it's not, you're eroding it and eroding it. And then once it flips, you never get it back. Yeah, and I wonder if AMC's past that point. I wonder if Netflix is past, past that yeah, point. Cause those like from the whole TSR flap, right? Yep. Yep. Because they were like some new uh, like agreement, something went horribly wrong there. Yeah, and because like oh, my YouTube channel is flooded with D and Ders who were losing their, their goddamn mind. minds. Oh over my this. god, they lost their mind yeah. over this. Yeah, and it's like it's like you kind of get this. Says, okay, I can understand why you're losing your goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like yeah, some corporate hack thought this was a good idea. It looks like I said, it looks great on paper, but yep. yep. But and and it was, and it's not just. It's a straw that breaks the camel's back is yeah. the other metaphor for yeah. it, right? Or the, you know, if you don't yeah. want to use a word like thermocline. Yeah, because yeah. like they said it's like that happened to TSR and like like Netflix is about to find out because they're yep. going to start fiddling with oh, their passwords. Oh, they're so, they're so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yep, done, out. You yeah. keep canceling series, I like, fuck you. Well, it's not, yeah, it's just the continual degradation of the user experience. Yep. How did we get here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, I swear it's like in theaters too it's like everything they, they keep adding to try to improve the experience to me it just makes it worse yeah yeah totally. and it's like I just I'm just here to see the show I don't you know I honestly don't need food in the theater I don't need a yeah. beer in the theater I really don't I just would like to see the movie and and, and see it in a timely fashion mm -hmm. and go home yes you know um yeah. but can't do that anymore. can't do that anymore so all right well that's uh <laughs> And that's the last of us. <laughs> Slight tangent. We'll be, we'll be back after. We'll be back after the guitar noise, and hopefully, we can keep it together to do recommendations. We'll we shall see. Don't hold your breath. <laughs>
You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We were off on a tangent. All right. That's okay. It was great. It's all right. It's great. All right. I like this freeform shit. This I works. Do too. I, I like do it. Too. I do too. All right. We're back. So now we're going to do recommendations, things we've been reading, paying attention to, watching, playing these past uh, couple weeks or whatever it's been. So who has something they want to go first with? Not it. Oh, okay. Steps <laughs> first. All right. Well, I'm, as you know, don't do much. <laughs> so, it's what? True. What? Have a what? An interesting life. <laughs> what we've done is binged twelve seasons of MasterChef. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Um, they're all on Hulu, and um, it's made us want to cook. And oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I've, you know, purchased a pasta cutter and roller and uh, a spaghetti rack and. Shannon just got a ricer so she can make gnocchi. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we've been making fettuccine and spaghetti. We're having spaghetti tonight with homemade okay. sauce, and you know, I like mean, it's homemade, just homemade spaghetti. I've been yeah. following your progress in the photos and stuff. That's that's fun. So mm-hmm. keep well, on keeping on. What was the one the other day? You had a four burner kind of night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were making onion jam and a gastrique and um, fettuccine alfredo. Made. Onion jam? That's onion awesome. jam. Oh yeah, onion it's so jam. good. I don't think I've ever had onion jam. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it's really. Cool. Feel like if you caramelize. Okay, sure. Okay. You caramelize it. You cook it in red wine, and then you reduce it down until it's like a jam-like consistency. But then you add a gastrique to add some sweetness to it, and it's Ooh, just oh, <laughs> yummy. Cool. But we've cool. become a little bit pretentious about food from watching Master Chef. <laughs> Foodie. Foodie. Yeah. As you say, I just made a gastric. <laughs> have, have you seen the menu, Steph? No. You would love. You and Shannon should sit down. You would love the menu. Oh yeah. Yes. Is it, and what is it, it? A movie? It's a movie. It's oh. it's kind of a horror thriller sort of thing about a bunch of people who go out onto an island with a uh, legendary chef who runs an army of of cooks out on the cult like. Yeah, cult like, and and the meal that he serves them. Which turns out to be, you know, a lot more sinister than originally played, and the less yeah. said, the better. But right. oh, it's yeah. it's not gross; it's more uh, satirical, but also very mean in certain yeah. parts. And oh, it's so it's much. It's another fun. film that's open for discussion, which I like. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, you can read it a lot of ways. It's okay. so much fun. It's also got a shout out to our own Grand Island, Nebraska, in it. Really, it oh, does. No, I have to watch yeah. it. One of the main characters says at one point, I'm just a girl from Grand Island, Nebraska. Doesn't later she say she's from Boston? She's not, yeah, she's not from Grand Island, yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> or something, because like, that's, so, that's the girl she was pretending to be yeah. or something. I some some writer was like, where's the middle of the country? Oh, there you go. Mm. <laughs> it's not an island and it's not all that grand. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so any observations from 12 Seasons of MasterChef? Um, I think uh, if... if you're talking about like Gordon Ramsay and what he's like. Um, I I think that he he has a reputation, you know, for being shouty and and mean and stuff, but he really isn't. He just he he's trying to help these guys, 
and most of them can't take criticism. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> and so they talk back to the chef and that makes him mad. And then, you know, everybody's mad, but if you just take his <laughs> criticism and understand that he's coming from a place of, of I'm, I'm really want to help you become a master chef, then, that's, then, that's, sorry. then you learn, you know, and then you, you yeah. grow and you actually, yeah can become a chef but that's got to be weird though it's like because you're coming from the experience where you're the top chef of whatever yeah. and you think you know yeah. what you're doing and then someone comes in and says you're doing it wrong yeah you know and so <laughs> that would take a bit of an adjustment yeah that would. but to me that's just me but but yeah nope. but he um he really reminds me of the guy who owned the pub i used to live in in england he when you work with him He's shouty and kind of mean, <laughs> you know, you're under him doing the sous chef stuff, like doing the food prep and vegetable prep and all that stuff. And if you don't get it done on time, he yells and, and but outside of work, he was the nicest guy. <laughs> Super nice. And we also, oh yeah, we also watched all like seven or eight seasons of MasterChef Junior. Yeah, and he's way I, different with the kids than he is with adults. He's, he's so nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, what uh, is this, you effing donkey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> no. Watching a lot of uh, uh, big fat quiz of the year. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and that's because like I've really grown to like Jimmy Carr. Yeah. When he used to be on QI, oh, his oh, laugh, oh, his oh, laugh oh. just made me bananas. But yeah. it's, that's. That's probably it's probably my second favorite panel show coming out of Britain because that just that just makes me laugh. Because mm -hmm. there's one where one of the Spice Girls was on it and she didn't quite understand what she was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest goddamn as, as Mel B or C uh, the sporty one. Or no, the it wasn't one sporty one. Yeah, was oh, scary, scary spice. spice. Scary spice. That's Mel B. Mel B. She was on there. I guess she didn't have one effing clue what she was supposed <laughs> to be doing. God, that was funny. So. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Okay. No, that cool. is a good so show. Master Chef and uh, Onion Jam. Onion Jam, yeah, it's the shit. And noodles, cool and pasta. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Keep posting those. I want to. I want to see your progress. Okay, we'll do. Cool. All right. Well, I've got three things real quick. I'll, I'll knock out. One of them is, and it was going to be a glowing recommendation, but then I got to the last episode, and it's only a soft recommendation. <laughs> is the Paramount Plus show Tulsa King. Which is Sylvester Stallone really? as as a mobster, and here's why. Because you were like going on on that. He was Stallone is having so much fun. Okay. He he was having a. When was the last time Stallone didn't take himself way too seriously? Oscar. Yeah, and there it is. And it, it's well, okay. And Oscar that was sucked. forty years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Oscar. You take that back. <laughs> but it's it's kind of a it's a fun show and he's having fun with it and it's got a bunch of characters you make it to like the third or fourth episode and he's leading a group of basically soccer dads into a mob war <laughs> it's, it's so much fun and then you got to the end and they kind of like how do we end it i don't know and and it just kind of ended kind of with a with a big wet fart which is fine oh, that's too bad. but um but it's got a second season and it's it, like it, just to give you a sense of it in the first episode. So it's not too much of a spoiler. He's a mobster who was in jail for 25 years. He gets sent by his mob family to Tulsa to try to make money in Tulsa. And the FBI is immediately on him. And so at one point he goes to uh, uh, goes to a bar, meets a girl, takes her home. 
and uh, they're they're talking afterward and it turns out she's an fbi agent and she's like oh i can't do this oh you're way too old and you're a criminal uh you did a bunch of hard time he goes well yeah i thought we just did some hard time right there like, <laughs> oh, so, he's having so much fun it's great so uh yeah it, it's uh it's a it's a soft recommendation because i was all in on it until it got to the end and then just kind of like ah shoot i wish they'd <laughs> done that a little better that's how you don't like rhinestone either even <laughs> you've heard the uh um the legend of stop or my mom will shoot that oh, no. when when schwarzenegger and stallone were yelling at each other were, were hating on each other uh publicly schwarzenegger read the script recognized it was one of the worst things he'd ever read and immediately said i want it out in the trades that i'm expressing interest in this so that stallone will do it <laughs> And it was a rumor for years. And Stallone has recently, or Sylvester, or uh, Schwarzenegger has recently said, "Yeah, I totally did that." <laughs> Which I think is very funny. That because, is funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another recommendation, real quick, is I'm just about done with um, William Gibson's with an adaptation of William Gibson's script for Alien Three. Okay. So basically, the idea is before they made the Alien Three, they made where at the beginning Hicks and Newt. Nope and uh uh bishop are all dead and and ripley wakes up basically with a death sentence oh oh, let's just kill the entirety of that second movie right off the bat it a it involves them b it expands the world which is really cool it's also ripley doesn't show up to like the second act which is interesting and c it does this really cool william gibson thing where the alien egg crawled in with bishop and started making a alien robot hybrid okay and so the thing that they're fighting is like this this mecha mecha alien and it's very it's very gibson but it's also so much better than yeah. alien 3 and uh i really enjoyed that book so I'm, I'm about done with it and then the last thing i want to recommend is a is a uh instagram account called hey pooks have you heard about <laughs> no I'm going to tell you why I love this, and it's a little esoteric, but bear with me. The basic premise is this guy has a wife and a skeleton, a little plastic skeleton puppet, and he runs up to his wife, scares her, and then tells her a joke with the skeleton puppet. Okay, so, and he does a stupid voice. He runs up, hey, pooks, what does a wet nose and a near, what does a, uh, a dog and a nearsighted gynecologist have in common? A wet nose, ha, 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 and then she rolls her eyes. But the thing that I love about it so much is that she legitimately hates it. And I'm convinced what I'm watching is a marriage breaking down. Because every time they post it, she gets more and more mad at him. And I can't wait until they actually get divorced because that's <laughs> happened it is so compelling every time they post one i'm like oh how mad is she gonna be today and she always hates him more the next one it's so great anyway it's called hey pooks and it's an instagram account until you get that youtube check yeah exactly and it's all fine if this is an art project bravo to them because it doesn't look like an art project it looks like a wife who's legitimately starting to hate her husband (laughs) that's funny anyway those are my recommendations chad what do you got Okay, well, I think we both can probably chime in on this a little bit. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the Fablemans. Okay, yeah, I um, I I remember it fondly. Yeah, <laughs> for what it was, it's self indulgent as hell. But at the end of the day, uh, I ended up liking it. I think. Yeah, the thing that I remember because I watched it with you at your yes, place, which yes. was which was fun, and I remember the urge to bail in like the first five minutes because yep. it was so precocious yep and so maudlin it's like oh jesus is it all gonna be Mm -hmm. like this 
it kind of was, but it like toned down considerably. Yeah. It's like you said, that guy can just tell a story visually and get you invested and get you involved. And, <laughs> and yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, it was good. I good, enjoyed it a good lot. Good performances. Yeah. The the only thing the reason I say it's self his mom's a piece of work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the the bit that got me and that why as an artist would you want to do this? Because yeah. basically it's making a film as therapy. So it's that's 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 what I took away from it. And... Yeah. Because at one point he films the scene where his parents tell him and his sisters that they're getting a divorce. So imagine that day on set. So it's yeah. like, okay. So Dude, you're it's just, just, like I said, it's just this weird mentality was not real unless it's on film. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. And, um, and that's like his filter. Mm. And it's a weird, it, and it's, it's a, both like a blessing and a curse, I guess. I don't know. If he weren't damn near. And, yeah. And then it gets to the, what was me shit. And it's like, Oh, get over yourself. I'm sorry, but, but it, yeah. if he, if Spielberg weren't damn near 80, it would be, a rough that would be a rough movie if a 40 yeah. year old made that movie i'd be like oh no oh no you need to get yourself some help bud and you need to do it now right but because it's an old guy looking back on his life yeah i don't know like I said, I it explains know. a lot too it's like the whole peter pan thing with like close encounters and like the dad yeah. running off it's yeah. like of course it's like oh yep. he's working through some shit he's working through some shit well and, the, uh, the other thing was it's basically three movies too yeah like the and the first movie is by far my favorite okay um where he's growing up and kind of learning to become a filmmaker yeah. and then you've got that a, bit where he punches the holes in the yeah, film to that make was the bullet. Awesome. that was great yeah, or makes that works with an actor and makes yeah. him actually think about what he's doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great the end and, of his little teenage war movie it was yeah. like, oh my gosh and then there was a weird anti-semitism is bad after school special portion yeah. And then there's the bit at the end with uh, <laughs> somebody was like fucking Gentiles. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what the point was. I remember you and Sarah both roared at that. I yeah, yeah. And then at the end, uh, uh, you got him meeting John Ford, and that's the best part of the movie. The horizon line, bloop, right at the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steph, you would have had a great time because Chad and I also about 45 minutes in just started quoting other Spielberg movies. So <laughs> Falls in the water at Jaws, 1976. <laughs> <laughs> 1941, 1979. It got to be weird. The color purple. It got weird toward the end. (laughs) We were getting a little punchy, but uh, it was fun. Okay, well, there's that. And then also, I want to recommend Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes. Which I... I I liked Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I kind of thought it was better than The Glass Onion. Hmm. Interesting. Um, The thing that kind of surprised me more than anything was... It's like the children of the idle rich gather in this mansion to write out a hurricane. Uh-oh, plagiarism. <laughs> and um, and it's like, I'm going to hate these people. I didn't. I found them endearing. At least yeah. most of them. Yeah. And and then what? And then after that, it's just like it's basically a comedy of errors. That final twist reveal at the end had me howling I, I, I with kind, laughter. I don't know. I sort I'm, of get... At some point, it's like, you know what? I'm not good at calling it. Yeah. I'm not good at calling it. I'm not going to... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil but it. But I called that pretty early. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I don't me, know about, why. It was like right toward the end. It's like... And then, <laughs> and then it's like... And then it's like... Yeah, of course. That's perfect. And again, not to spoil anything, but the casting really helped yeah. on that yeah. front. Because yeah. Pete Davidson <laughs> is the character in question. And I'm like, that dude can't do anything right. And right. turns out he cannot. He cannot. And uh, like, I thought that was great. And so, yeah, as I finally, I finally, the, 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 the digital rental price finally came down. Yeah. And so I finally yeah. took a look at it and it's like, that was actually pretty great. I that was that highly movie. enjoyable. Yeah. 
Okay, and the last thing I'll talk about is I watched the entire first season of Kevin Ken Fuck Himself. Yeah. You should himself. be the first one of those. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. It's like, yeah, they'll give you the first episode for free. It's like a drug dealer, but you gotta pay for the rest of it. And so yeah, I sprung through the whole first season. And Does the first season hold up? It's uh, it's wild, man. Because um, okay. the, 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 the premise of the show is it somehow successfully takes Everybody Loves Raymond and stitches it together with Breaking Bad. Because <laughs> everything with the husband is a sitcom. There's a laugh track. It's shot on video. It's shot on a set, and then when it immediately switches to the, the characters to, are super Allison's perspective, yeah. who's the wife, it's suddenly we're on location. The laugh track is gone. The soundtrack, the lighting, everything changes. And you're watching this, and you're basically saying, "Yeah, it's like yeah, mostly sitcoms. The wife's kind of living in an abusive relationship, yeah. and this guy is a <laughs> dickhead and is an asshole." But as the first season carries on, it kind of switches. Because she kind of goes Walter White, because there's this whole subplot about their their is Kevin's sister and her new best friend is like an ox, oxy dealer through her beauty shop, and <laughs> things go horribly awry, and so at some points like she's gonna she wants to she wants to get rid of her husband and she wants to go have a different life, and but everything they try it's like this just a simple twist of something else going wrong. Blows the whole thing up. Uh-huh. And at the end of the first season, it's like, she's f- fucking evil, you know? And it's just, it, and it's like, how did we get it? I watched this whole thing. I'm like, how do we get it, you know? And so, yeah, and there's another scene. There's only one more season. So it was like two seasons planned. There's going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, which makes me very happy. Yeah. And so, yeah, I will probably, because it's all, it's done. And so, yeah, I will probably push on through, through season cool. two because I am anxious to see where this goes because. That's one of the things I absolutely loved about it. It's like, I have no idea where this is going. That's and funny. I cannot believe And it's like, how did nobody not think of doing this before? And how well that meshing works. Yeah. You know? And it's just... It was pretty, that first episode yeah. was pretty jarring. Yeah. 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 And it's, it was like, what? And so, and yeah, it was... That was... I highly recommend it. I think it's a, Kevin can F himself. So yeah, if you're looking for it, that's what, that's what you'll get. So... Because they always do this cute little opening credits. They always like do something to like cover <laughs> the five, <laughs> the four letter bad word that I've been saying the whole podcast. But yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so no, I highly recommend that too. So there you go. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our recommendations and our tangents and our talk, <laughs> talk for today. <laughs> we will be back in a couple of weeks. Woo! In, in the meantime, if you want to interact, two sort of topics us, and away we go. Away we go. I love it. If you want to interact with us on the socials, please do. We'll be back uh, for the next podcast. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Bye. You've been listening to The Atomic Weight of Cheese, where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema. You can visit our website at theatomicweightofcheese.com. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. See us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atomicweightofcheese or shoot us an email at atomicweightofcheese at gmail.com. We love your feedback.